Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode number four on the FLA Cats Hockey Podcast. This is your host, David Rodriguez, with my co-hosts, Kirby Lupel and Brian Keelan. Uh, I just want to start off by saying thank you guys so much for a successful episode three, where we talked about this the biggest trade in Florida Panthers history, where we broke down the Jonathan Huberdeau, Mackenzie Weirger, uh, Weger, Cole Schwint, the first round pick, and Matthew Kachuk. Uh, almost over 800 downloads across all platforms. I just want to start off by saying thank you guys so much for an awesome episode. Uh, but to get to the next point, Kirby, Ryan, how are we doing today? How is everybody feeling today? I'm doing good. What's uh, up, guys? What's up? Uh, we, I know you got some more exciting news to break in our community here later, David. Um, and obviously, uh, more news broke this week that's uh, you know, somewhat related to the Panthers. So. We're here to break down all our views on that and uh, look forward to it here. Yeah, I, I just want to say sorry about uh, not recording last week for all the fans listening and Kirby and David. I was in a in a hellhole. Um, I'm, I'm really not surprised Johnny Gaudreau did not want to go to New Jersey <laughs> because that place is awful. I've been to New Jersey, I think, for two weeks, you know, at two different times. And I have not seen the sun one time. And, and <laughs> There's more sun up here in Canada, right? Yeah. You were, you were tweeting out metrics on the city of Atlantic City and like oh, I, ranks and all this. Oh, man, I could have kept going. That's oh, I'm never going back to New Jersey again. <laughs> so, no, yeah, like Ryan mentioned, uh, you know, we, we took last week off. Obviously, there wasn't too much heat that uh, we felt we needed to break right away. But we're back and we're excited to record this episode Obviously, like Kirby and Ryan mentioned at the start, there was exciting news this week um, across the NHL, something that we a lot of fans and across the NHL didn't think would happen this week. Um, but yeah, Jonathan Huberto signs his mega deal, his lifetime deal, the deal that I think he deserved of eight years, $10.5 million with the Calgary Flames. I think when I first initially saw that, I was like, wow. He never has. He hasn't even stepped foot in Calgary, and he's already got uh, a lifetime deal. Kirby, uh, were you shocked by this? And I, I, I want to say you were, but you know, on a scale of one to ten, how shocked are you right now? Yeah, maybe it's off the charts. Maybe it's above. <laughs> t- it's above ten. Uh, we had we didn't host the spaces, but uh, Panthers community did. Panther Puri there, they hosted one, and uh, I jumped in and I said right off the top, just like I said here on the podcast. I'll say I thought Huberto had a five to 10% chance to sign long-term in Calgary. And this news is shocking to me, even being in the market of Calgary, seeing how it kind of happened and unfolded here. I don't think Huberto has stepped foot still. We're, we're, we're Saturday evening here, <laughs> stepped foot in the city of Calgary. I think his meeting with general manager, Brad Tree Living was in Montreal. Uh, today he's doing some uh, street hockey tournament or something wearing Calgary flames colors in Montreal. It just how kind of a halt all played out it was really surreal. I said I on spaces the other night was um what did Brad Living say to him in that one dinner mm. to sign Jonathan Huberdo on the dotted line before he's even stepped up two dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar, dollar sign, dollar sign. But like eight years, ten point five million. I think a guy like Huberdo can bet on himself next summer to get a relatively same deal to that, even if he's taking a little less money just even a little haircut to go sign with Montreal, his hometown or a beach city, wherever he wants to go. It's just shocking to me. Um, It shows the flames are, are all in and that they're trying to uh, take a new direction from losing two Americans in Johnny Gaudreau and Matthew Kachuk. 
So I give credit, like you've, you've talked about this, David, I give credit to Brad for living to step up to the plate here and everything like that like he comes from money. His father owns Boston pizza chains. His father is kind of the, like you guys have in the States, a show called shark tank. He runs right. a show up here called dragon's den. So Brad for living's father is a big part of that show. Really? So like they, they buy into companies and different things like that. So like he comes Who else from is money. on there. Kirby? Who else is on there? Uh, Kevin O'Leary is on there. I don't know if anyone's aware of him. Okay. Um, so he does both. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, so there's different <laughs> characters from, uh, from Canada and us that go on there. So I'm, I was, I was kind of joking on spaces to get back to that point. It was like, was Brad offering, you know, who be a share with Boston pizza franchise yeah. or like these major marketing deals, because how do you sign one year before your free agency when everyone's going to come at you with pitches? You know, if you're going to go to LA, we're going to do this. We're going to put a billboard up of you. We're, you, you know, we'd like you to have a sponsorship, you know, on a fashion or clothing line, you know, or beachwear, <laughs> you know, different things like that. This is what free agents do, right? I remember that I mentioned a couple of weeks ago. Well, that's what Brad Richards got pitched to him when he was going all around to like Dallas, New York, just different areas. Right. And right. Um, that, that's what I was like. I'm still thinking like, how did this all play out in, in this time fashion, this timeline? It's right. it's really shocking. I know it might lead to Mackenzie Weger signing and Calgary and Calgary potentially signing both. That just right. that's just mind blowing. Well, Ryan, what did you think when you heard this news? I mean, I, I'm not I'm shocked he kind of signed right away, like Kirby said. But maybe he wouldn't have gotten as many years if he did it next summer, and he knows that. Maybe he wanted the longevity of the contract. Do you, do you think? I mean, I'm, I'm assuming Montreal would give him seven, eight years too. No, but I, I don't know. Money is, is money. And I think he cashed in when he needed to. Well, yeah, his contract technically doesn't start till the next season. So he would still this season be making uh, on his cap hit, I believe it was 5.9. Uh, so that'll right. still continue this season and, and it'll, uh, yeah, turn it's that, yeah, it'll turn into that eight year, 10.5 next year, um, which makes sense. But yeah, I, I, I'm with you guys. I was very surprised by this. I think we were going to go all all fall, all winter, kind of wondering, uh, you know, what is what is going on in Calgary? Or is is Huberto situation where he's comfortable? Is he struggling? Is he looking on his way out? Does he look motivated? Um, but like you said, Kirby, that meeting that he had last week just seemed to sell him on Calgary without even having stepped in foot. You know, I don't know if he. He, he, he showed him a couple houses or something like that or said his mom and dad can live right next to him. I, I really don't know. Or maybe nothing's there's good. There's nothing, good in that house nothing, not, in Florida. <laughs> there's maybe a good bar or something, a nice club. Maybe maybe British British Columbia, British Columbia, the province to the west of me. I know a lot of NHL famous players have island houses there, but like that's not even within the province. And we have beautiful areas, Banff, Jasper, Canmore. Right. But like, those are outside the city. So I don't know like what Brad could have sold him on. And, and this is something Ryan mentioned, like maybe he wants to sign now, doesn't want to, you know, right. in a sense, bet on himself through the season. Get Just correct me if I'm wrong here, but he's only missed one season with that, you know, that Achilles injury that was in the right. preseason. I think he played 31 games in 2016, mm. 17, but I'm looking at his game long here, 82, 82, then the shortened season, 69, 55 with the COVID last right. season, 80 games. So is he looking at that one injury and being like, anything can happen and I better sign now? But wouldn't he be looking at his body at work? And he's like, he's been one of the most durable top line, top end wingers in the league. And, you know, he played second line for us, but still like top line wingers across the NHL. And I think, um, I think that would have spotlighted Huberto. I wanted to mention this on the podcast. I just thought of it right now. 
which would have really spotlighted Huberto was if the Olympics ended up going through with NHL players last year. Mm-hmm. I think Jonathan Huberto could have potentially been slotted on a first line with Connor McDavid and Nathan McKinnon. And that would have got him a, a lot more spotlight than even what we're seeing now. Um, and I think Canadian hockey fans, fans around the league, mm-hmm. would know a lot more about Jonathan Huberto if he had that opportunity there. So you wonder if that situation played out. Um, you know, does he does he go to free agency? Does he re-up with Florida? Different things like that. But I, yeah, I'm just shocked by this. Well, yeah, and some quotes from Huberto directly. You know, from from what they they asked him was, "I'm thrilled to be a part of the Calgary Flames organization long term." I'm excited for this chapter and I'm committed to this team. I'll give everything I have on and off the ice. And I can't wait to play in front of passionate flames fans. And then when they asked the flames general manager, he said, we're excited to extend Hubert to long-term in Calgary. He's an elite player. One of the premier forwards in the league who makes players around him better. We look forward to welcoming Jonathan to our community and his contributions to our team's success. Uh, So Ryan, do you think this opens up the window that, uh, Uyghur would probably be more, I guess, uh, pushing to maybe stay, or do you think he's going to be, well, hold on a moment. I haven't even stepped foot in Calgary yet. You know, what, yeah, why I, am I, gonna I don't think it matters, honestly. You don't think he, he hasn't, hasn't stepped value. foot. I mean, it's, I think it's way too early for both of them to, to get an extension. I guess, I mean, it makes more sense for Uyghur to take it because, you know, anything could go wrong with him next year. But yep. Huberto, I feel like isn't gonna. I I think he's gonna drop off, but I don't. I don't know. I still see him around a hundred points and getting. You know, he could still get eighty whatever million dollars anywhere in the league, and especially his hometown. But right. I think it's too early for Uyghur because he. You know, I, I he doesn't know anything about Calgary really. Has yeah, he there been there? Some, yeah, there were some reports that uh, with the Huberto uh, signing done, next would be Uyghur to maybe meet with them next week, whether. Trevain goes to Calgary or I'm sorry, Ottawa, or, you know, he waits for him to come in when training camp is ready to start. So it'll be really interesting in the next few days, if Uyghur's camp, you know, chirps anything. And I think we all know Huberto's agent, Alan Walsh, Walsh was all over. He was on Twitter saying, you know, signed in concrete, let's go Vamanos. So I don't know if we'll hear that same kind of enthusiasm from Uyghur's camp, Kirby. I think you could agree on that. Yeah, just to touch on Huberto a little bit more, and then I'll touch on Uyghur. Something that Ryan mentioned, Ryan feels those numbers are going to drop off next year. I think, David, you and I are in the same camp. We're like, no, for the next two, three years, he's going to be a point per game or above. I know the Flames have to add someone other than maybe Elias Lindholm. They might run with like a Manjapani on that line or, you know, Dubé or someone like that. But I think they're going to need to find a sniper. But I looked up numbers today. Um, Huberto is 102nd all-time in points per game in NHL history. That includes everyone that's played the game since they've recorded those stats at 9.14 points per game. Right. And if you look at his charts, points per game, he is a late bloomer. And I had a hard time finding different players. Um, that kind of drop off later in, into their time. Like uh, Yari Curry's numbers, he dropped off at 31 years old. Alexander Mogilny, these are Hall of Famers. His numbers started to dip at 27. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's a lot of different players that were on different teams and then, you know, went to like stronger teams like the Detroit Red Wings, like a Luke Robitaille. And then his numbers all of a sudden started to pop like in his sure. like mid-30s, which you don't always see with like wingers and different things like that. So I don't think his numbers are going to dip. But now like David and Ryan, he's top 10 most cap hit player in the league he's he's getting paid with the likes of patrick kane stanley cup winner carrie price generational one of the best goalies on the planet in his era and then jonathan taves captain stanley cup winner 
Bobrovsky right. and Bar- Barkov are just below that. And I think we've mentioned it. We're going to have a real hard time giving Huberto Barkov money or above. And that's kind of was like all of, I think all of us fans consensus, like that's the cutoff point. And people outside our market don't understand that. But Barkov is our captain. Barkov is our best player. And there has to be a point where you you have to say, and like David, you're saying with Uyghur, he was, we're not giving him more than Ekblad or number one defenseman. So I think those parameters put in place make it a lot more palatable for the Panthers. And then, of course, we'll touch on Kachuk as well. I know I want to touch on some playoff numbers here and and some of the things that Flames fans are saying about them winning this deal, which mm-hmm. <laughs> that gives me some uh, food for thought for sure. Well, yeah, I think like you said, Kirby, um, you know, I don't know. I don't expect much of a drop off like you both have said in the next few seasons. Uh, I think Calgary went in saying we're still going to compete in this division. We're still going to compete to make the playoffs. We're not just going to bend over and, and just take it on the chin saying that uh, Gaudreau left, Kachuk left. You know, I, I want to commit somebody now to get the fans excited going into next season. So I give Calgary all the credit to getting this done. I don't think a lot of people thought this could possibly be done before uh, September, let alone early August when, you know, like we've said, he hasn't even considered booking his flight to Calgary yet. So It'll be interesting. And long-term, I think this is still very, very risky for Calgary. I mean, they're going to commit to a guy that's going to be 36, 37, 38 years old, still being at a 10.5 cap hit for them. You know, who knows where the league will be in six, seven years, if the cap will be instead of around 87, you know, maybe it could be 93, 94, 95, nobody knows. But it's still a risk for someone that's going to be making the majority of their dough when you consider them out of their prime. So, uh, Ryan, do you still think that, uh, you know, Calgary fans should feel optimistic about this signing of Huberta, or should they kind of be, eh, well, we're worrying about the second half of the contract rather than being optimistic about the first half. Yeah. I, I have their fans, you know, coming at me on Twitter and, and other people and, you know, saying that, Oh, they're pretty much saying Uyghur and Huberto is better than Gaudreau and, and Kachuk and they got better somehow so they're pretty delusional to begin with <laughs> so they're coming but at you too Ryan huh <laughs> they, they can be optimistic but they don't they don't know about the two of them and, and their playoff woes and their media and the fans are are absolutely going to eat them up unlike our mm-hmm. fans and media yeah, did like Ryan when, they, when they, it was deserved. Ryan sorry to jump in but they yeah. on the playoff point there I got the numbers in front of me they're like Kachuk, he, he doesn't perform in the playoffs. He disappears. Kachuk's played 27 games, has 15 points. Okay, those aren't sparkling numbers. Mm-hmm. But Ryan, you'll talk about Huberto here. 21 career playoff points in 26 games. That's under a point per game in the playoffs. So they're they're talking about Kachuk's lack of playoff production. Right. Are they just going to ignore what Huberto's done? You've talked about it a lot, Ryan. How many playoff series have we won with Huberto being one of our core pieces? Yep, one. He's a and, bum. Yeah. And he wasn't even the best. He wasn't even very active in that one. Yeah. one. I would say last year, last year, he was the best player in that series against Tampa. Mm-hmm. And this is what Flames fans will say. Panthers, you guys have sucked forever. Okay. We won the president's <laughs> trophy last year. I think when we lost to Tavares and the Islanders, correct me if I'm wrong, but we had home ice advantage in that series and lost in six yeah. games. So yes. we had home ice in that series. We choked that away. We choked away in the bubble, which was even, you know, that Islanders team. You can't I don't even count before. that. It, I know, but they like skill for skill. They were more skilled than us. We had mm-hmm. Quinville, I believe, coaching at that time versus Trotz. So kind of even 
coaching. So these narratives that you're going to hear from Flames fans, fans from the Western Conference, oh, Florida sucked forever. You haven't been good. No, Huberto's been gifted some good teams. He's had Yarma Yager. He's had Alexander Barkov this past year. Yeah, did he help make Sam Bennett over the last year plus year? Yeah, he sure did. But, you know, um, he's also playing on the power play with a lot of weapons that we have. So I don't think people are looking at the full scope and they're looking at Huberto. Look at all the points he put us up. Yeah, Huberto did, but he was on our second line, don't forget. And you can pair anyone with Barkov and he makes them magic. You know, like right. Carter Verhage was not known before he came to Florida. And now right. he is, you know, and a lot of fans are like, right, Ryan? They're like, Carter Verhage, he's not even close to Johnny Gaudreau. And like all these things, they're trying to compare like line for line. I saw that. Yep. <laughs> right? It's just like, they're making these narratives that one, they haven't watched Carter Verhage. Two, they don't watch Hubert on Barkov and probably know that they're, don't play together and when they do play together in the past there's been magic so mm-hmm. there's a lot of narratives being made here guys it would be a lot worse if this trade was with Edmonton or Vancouver or Montreal or Toronto so I think we're a little blessed that it is with Calgary because there's a lot less uh, Calgary fans on Twitter and they're a little bit more rational but through this trade I've seen a lot of crazy takes yeah, yeah, very interesting. Very interesting as far as I think, like we've said, it was very out of the blue. We didn't think that one meeting was all of a sudden just going to become a, a huge commitment. I saw when we saw the meeting that they had over the Zoom call when when the trade was announced, you know, the following day, there wasn't much sense of like who be seeming too excited, but something happened. I mean, everyone was saying he's going to Montreal, you know, uh, you know, he they gave the money to Johnny Hockey and the wrong Johnny Hockey. You know, which which Johnny Hockey is going to be better? Uh, so I don't know. It'd be very interesting from a Calgary's perspective how this goes long term because, uh, you know, like we've said, the Cal- the Canadian media can be a little bit tougher on on their players, but it'll be very fascinating to see. Um, uh, Huberdeau's future earnings are only matched by I read this today yeah. this week by Crosby, Ovechkin, maybe Shea Weber, and Kopitar. Uh, Crosby is in the $146 million range and the Flames have handed out the biggest signing bonus in Flames history to Jonathan Huberto here. It dwarfs anything that they gave Goudreau, Monaghan and others. That's a mistake. So do you think think, this... No, go ahead, Ryan. I think they won, David. Like, they probably won the the trade this year, obviously, because, you know, we got a little worse, definitely, because, you know, we lost Uyghur and Huberto, but... After that, I think we if we win, you know, seven of the eight years or say even six of the eight years, like that's a win for us. So they can have it now. In the end, it's it's going to be us easily. They can say Kachuk can't skate, but is Huberto like he trips over his own feet? He trips over his own feet, right? Yeah, I know. Like, yeah, like Kachuk trips over his own feet. I'm like, do you know? Huberto doesn't have burners, doesn't have wheels. I tweeted that out, Ryan. Of course, no one responds to that because they don't watch him. You know what I mean? It's like, you'll see Kachuk's going to triple. You know, uh, Ryan and David, you guys have joked about this, how Mason Marchman trips over his own feet and different things. I think Mason Marchman did I love that. last year. Yeah, right. I think he did pretty good for falling all over the ice last year. So <laughs> <laughs> so I just these weak kind of veil narratives that are being made. And it's like, why are Flames fans turning on their own? I think maybe it's a little bit with American you know, angle where they don't want to play in the market and they're like, okay. And then they see a shiny new toy like John Huberto coming up. Of course he's going to like David, like you've said, like he's going to do well. Like, and I think he's going to play angry. A lot of people are coming at me. Like I could see him playing angry. I'm like, I could see that for sure too. Right. But if it just comes, he doesn't have it dollars, in it's a, right. Does it, that dog <laughs> it doesn't have that dog in him. They'll see, they'll see Kirby. Just stay tough up there. Yeah. I know through the whole season. Yeah. I'm going to hear a lot during the year and, and fans will come at me and be like, 
look at Huberto. I'm like, okay, 40 games into the season. Okay, six. We don't care. Guys, if, if Huberto was coming back to us on a long-term deal, we were going to say this season, we don't care what he does in the regular season. We don't need another Hart Trophy yeah. top five season. We want to see what he does in the playoffs. So why would my answer change because he's in Calgary now than if he was still in Florida? So, Yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of a – I'm in the middle of this where, again – Huberto, at the pace he's been playing the last four seasons, like you said, Kirby, at the start, uh, he's been healthy. He's been, you know, averaging over a point a game. <clears throat> Sorry. When you when you look at the numbers that he's put up, he is right behind McDavid and Dreisaitl. He is third in points overall in the last four seasons combined. So there is value in that. So to say that he's at 10.5, I think is fair market value in the open market, obviously, do we think he would have maybe signed something for less if he was with Florida? I would have hoped so and assumed so. But 10.5 for a guy like Huberto, is it is it maybe two, three years too late? Yeah, probably. But as of right now, I think it is value for what he is at uh at the current state and the and the star caliber he and, is. And the Huberto backers and like we we, you know, David, you love Huberto. I I I liked him in the market, you know, Ryan, you did as well, but maybe had some accurate takes during the playoffs on Hoover Hill's uh, lack of showing up, but that, that went for a lot of other guys too, but he's, he stays in excellent shape. He's got durability. Um, I think he's one of the best left wing playmakers um, in the league. And our fan base gets mad because he passes up a lot of looks, but he sees plays develop before like 90% of other guys do. So he's going to add that creativity flair to the flames, but you need guys to finish. And I mm. think the flames have lost a guy like that in Kachuk. And we were like looking for guys to finish, you know, we had so many overpassers, even adding Drew into the system. He did very well in the regular season. We shouldn't forget that when he came right. over from, from Philly, but he kind of struggled in the, in the playoffs on the power play, a lot of overpassing guys, not letting, you know, shots go and different. No one wanted like to shoot so, Kirby. No one wanted to shoot and no one wanted Ryan. No one wanted to get to the dirty areas. Yep. Marchman was out of the lineup. Oof. And if we had you know, both like, of them now, Marchman and Kachuk. Oh, oof. Oh, I would be like, oh my goodness. Uh, the Marshman thing hurts me. It hurts me. But like, I I understand it from a business perspective. And I yeah. saw it, I saw it coming. I saw it coming. But yeah, can you imagine? Like, that's my type of hockey. And then you have a smart centerman like Barkov. You lose, Dave and Ryan, you lose a lot of the smarts of not having Huberto there. But we still have Barkov. And it's like, mm. he thinks like one and a half, two brains. The capacity right. of, of like actual average NHL players. So it's like, we're not losing as much as we think we are. And you, yeah, short term pain this year because of the cap, because of what we're paying Yandel. Um, right. You know, we still have the Bobrovsky money on the books, uh, different things like that. Um, the Hornquist money as well. But, right. you know, short term pain for long term gain. That's how I see it. This is like a gap year. One for this year, it's going to hurt us. But after that, with well, I think we have 15 mil with just needing to resign night, we're cruising next year. Yeah, I mean, I think the Panthers are still a very strong roster. 100%. If you look at the top three in the Atlantic, I still think you put Florida, you know, one or two, two or three at minimum, uh, considering everyone, if, hoping that everyone stays healthy and that Duclair can come back in January, February. That's a I, big thing. Yeah, That's I think that thing. the Panthers can still compete for a division title but, and then ho hopefully push for, a, you know, a good playoff run. But what, like, guys, like, look at opt optimistically i think panther fans we're pretty pessimistic to our own to our own Absolutely. guys compared to, to other fan bases we're kind of like with vancouver canucks a bit uh maybe the rangers of the past like we're really hard on our players Absolutely. And, and definitely our goalies we've had such good goalies over our franchise history and everyone is so hard on that position that's warranted imagine, though yeah yeah because we've never okay, won if, yeah. if we won something i feel like we won but we always you know seem to get 
knocked out in the first round. Of course, everyone's like, oh, yeah, with the same old Panthers. I, I get it. But yeah, yeah, like that. But like, say this year, say this year, one of Balzers or White or even Lefty, one of those three pops, like we're sitting pretty. Because then we sign them to good term money. We have money to spend next year. And then we're able to bring in other players as well. So like, we're not needing all these things to go well. It would be great if Duclair came back. It was 80, 90% himself. That's kind of up in the air. But we just need one or two things to kind of go right. And yeah, we're on that good trajectory. Now, our defense is another story. But that, you know, that's got to be addressed maybe through the trade deadline or, you know, maybe next offseason. But hopefully... You know, hopefully some some players pan out there, but I'm really confident what we look like up front and in net, we're we're very secure as well. So, yeah, I mean, I think like we said in the in the in the last episode, there were a lot of questions pointed more towards Calgary's point of view as far as you know how is the the trade going to go long term? Is this something that's just going to be a a 12 month thing and then they're back in another rebuild mode type of thing where they have to sign another player to maybe have some hope in the organization? So at least one of those answers or questions are answered right now for them to give them, like I said, an optimistic point of view, like saying, wow, like, okay, our GM was able to lock in a bonafide, you know, borderline superstar in the NHL that can bring, you know, a good element to their game. And again, a good guy in the community doesn't get in trouble outside of maybe a couple of rumors here and there, but uh, you know, a good guy that, that, that dedicated his time in Florida and like we said, good situations, but there were not going to lie a lot of bad situations in Huberto's career here where, you know, he didn't have the strongest teams and, you know, he went yeah. like four, four or five seasons in his career, his career without really even getting much of a sniff of postseason action. So I think they're going to get a guy that's still hungry to do well um, for them, but it's just the odd, the oddity, the odd of the timing right now is just, I just don't get it. How Huberto, and like I said, well, before we talked, Yep. Tomorrow isn't guaranteed. So Huberto figured, hey, there is nine, almost $90 million sitting on this sheet of paper right here as I'm eating my poutine uh, in Mont- downtown Montreal on this beautiful summer night. How am I going to say no? Because that, that offer may be never coming back. You know, There's a lot of, if you want to call them valid excuses, and I would use the word valid with excuses, of Huberto you know, not having playoff success with his team because he wasn't equipped with the right, you know, right players, deep enough team, uh, revolving door of coaches, Mm -hmm. revolving door of general managers. But now these baked in reasons or excuses, they stop this year because of individual and team, because of the year Huberto had the team he was equipped with, and then the lack of playoff success. And now going to Calgary, who by all accounts are going for it in a weaker division uh, that should legitimately grab a playoff spot. Again, Calgary is boxed in a little bit with this deal and, and what, what they're going to do with Uyghur as well and what they want to offer him because mm-hmm. that's going to box them into what they're going to be able to do moving forward. Sure, sure, the Flames have money and everything, but the Flames came off one of their greatest seasons last year in, in recent memory, Absolutely. just like the Panthers did. Huberto had his greatest season. So like, there's no there's no excuses next year. There's nowhere to run. There's nowhere to hide. So if Huberto has a great season, 67 games in, I think that's expected, David. I think you sure. and I expect that. Ryan might expect his numbers. I don't. Bit. I think, but I, I, I think his numbers off. are going to be there, and he's going to play with anger. But what are you going to do when you're matched up against uh, Leon Dreisel and Connor McDavid in round one or round two? What are you going to do if you're in a crossover matchup with Colorado? There's nowhere to run. There's nowhere to hide. And there's nowhere for Huberto and the Panthers players to hide with Tampa Bay the last two years. And that's going to be the case in Calgary, too with their expectations of playoffs and more so well like i said ryan i mean i don't think you can blame huberto for signing this at all i mean even though he hasn't stepped foot in calgary i think it's something that 
it's the opportunity of a lifetime to get a deal like that given to you. And I think he, he deserved and, and took it by the horns and said, all right, I'll sign it and I'll worry about the, the rest later. Yeah. If, as long as if, you know, if there's a contract in front of you for $80 million, obviously it's very it's impossible. No. I'd, I'd be signing that too, unless it was in New Jersey or, or Canada, <laughs> but yeah. Canada. Come on, Ryan. <laughs> uh, sorry, Kirby. Sorry. Kirby. I did say Edmonton or Winnipeg or something. Come on. That, that, that could be a tough sell with the weather, but yeah, we live in a Chinook city here. It's really warm. Like Huberto, if he actually comes to the city, He's going to see next week, this week ahead. We're like in 90 F range. We're going to be like 32, 33 degrees Celsius. That is way above seasonal. So we're having a hot summer here. So he should come here next week. He'll Kirby, I'm 80 with... year round. I can't do the whole winter. Uh, well, thing. there's no beach. There's no beach as you walk outside your back. Your yeah. no, he has to go to British Columbia. I told you. <laughs> he has to go to Golden, BC. It's about a four or five. So, Ryan, drive. so Ryan, you can't blame Hubie for doing this. I mean, I, I don't think he's going to be sitting right now saying, you know, what, what did what I mean, just blame do? him? It's, I'm saying he's, he's not having second. He's not having second thoughts about this. I don't think he is. No, he's making a lot of money as a 30 year old. He's he's chilling. But I, I think he's he's going to have a tough ad- adjustment there and he's going to barely, if even scratch 100 points next year. Well, I mean, I posted the other, uh, you know, about 24 hours ago on my Twitter uh, video of Jonathan Huberdeau celebrating his eight year contract. And he's with his boys, maybe a couple of girls. I think the girl was the one that took a video, you know, spraying champagne and stuff like that with a nice backdrop on the boat. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that in Quebec. So I, I'm, I think he's happy. I, like I said, yeah. the 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 situation was very very uh, hectic for him. I'm sure the last thirty days. So for him, I'm sure it's a moment of being happy and and looking excited for the future. And like he said, he's excited to be there in Calgary and and get this done. So. Kirby, I better see a number 10 Huberto jersey on your back really soon. What? What? I don't even know if I have a jersey. I need to get, get this a, guy out. I need what to get a mean? Kachuk jersey. You said you were mailing me your jersey in the Panther one. You oh, want me to wear that? Right, but he's then not I'll number get, 11. But then I'll get mocked. Well, I don't care about the numbers. <laughs> Everyone was doing that Goudreau and Huberto. Did you see that on, on Twitter with the yeah. job? You know, yeah. stuff like that. So and that it's was funny. funny that and it's funny because uh, you probably won't stick with 10 after. Uh, well, who's it Backlund that has number 11? Backlund. I think he has two years left on his deal. So unless he extends, you would probably think Huberto switches back to 11. Uh, you can't do that to the fans Backlund. again after they just. What? What do you mean? Rack up sales. What do you mean? The players have done that in the past. <laughs> I know, but that's the, 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 le- the league will do that. Calgary will do that. <laughs> the GOAT Cristiano Ronaldo was number nine when he went to Real Madrid. And then the when, when number seven Raul left, he switched to number seven. His number, we're, that's his trademark. We're starting football talk right now. I thought I was getting enough of it on our new <laughs> Discord community here. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan, are you catch, catch, that Discord needs to be changed up a little bit. Get rid Discord of the soccer talk. The Discord is hot. To just be hockey talk. David's going to mention those numbers that we've had here over the last 24 hours, I bet. Well, yeah. I mean, like we said, obviously a lot of talk about Huberto, but a lot of Panthers news have happened in the last you know week or so, obviously. Congratulations to Aaron Eckblad and his new wife on getting married last week. Um, and then Brandon Montour got married in Nashville as well. So it was a bit of a get-together down in uh, South Beach at Eckblad's wedding. Hubie was there. Duclair was there. Uh, uh, Mike Math, Mike Matheson, yeah, Mike and Keith Matheson, Yandel. I think we're in attendance. Ryan's favorite, Keith Yandel. Um, I think there were a couple more. Duclair was there, and his dog. I'm trying to remember who else was there, but 
a good a good amount of, of <clears throat> former and current Panther players brought that. Oh, oh there's uh, Jacob Truba was there. Uh, he oh, practices really? down in the really? uh, yeah Iceplex area there. Oh, I think okay. he was a. Wouldn't expect Ekblad's that. Buddy. I think Ekblad and him fish are fishing buddies, is what I read. So. Oh, okay, and Ryan, I heard there's a little birdie that told me there might be changes coming to the food at the FLA Live Arena. Are you excited about that? What birdie said that? Because <clears throat> our our food is bottom five in the NHL. I I got a I got a uh, hamburger cheeseburger last year mm-hmm. towards the end of the season that. You know, if you if you cut it down to the size of a hockey puck and gave it to the ref, it would probably take them like two whistles to realize, realize. that it was actually a, a burger, not a puck. Well, I do I mean, know it, that the food that options the, are horrific. The mile high turkey sandwich is pretty good. I'm not. Gonna that's it. That's yes. That's an elite food. But I can't have that, you know. 40 games uh, it, a year it, if i ever get down to florida in the near future here like we have smaller portions here in canada so i can't ha- like have a three-course meal like in one city so hopefully <laughs> the portion control is pretty good or whatever so yeah yeah but the little birdie told me that i mean the all-star game is coming this summer or next uh sp- um sorry spring so excited for that maybe they change some things up uh by next february and um yeah we're still about i want to say what 10 weeks now from opening night or something like that, Ryan, do you think, was it 69 yesterday or 68? Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So we're still about, uh, you know, maybe four weeks away from the meat of the team coming back down. Uh, probably see Barkov down here in about a few weeks or so getting ready for the season. So uh, yeah, we're still a ways away, but really excited. And like you said, Kirby, uh, we did start a discord that's related to the Florida Panthers. Um, I've shared it on Twitter. I've shared it on Instagram. I've shared it uh, wherever I could. I know Kirby, you've shared it as well. Ryan, you've joined it. Yeah, I'm, d- um, I'm so doing some night modding when you're in bed just to make sure to everyone's behaving. There. Up. People are playing Hangman right now. I just got like ten notifications. Yeah, there's a lot of good mini games. There's no, a lot of good games. Yeah, David, David's hosting. You know, it's, like it's a, a good to way house, to get like the cornhole involved. Frisbee. Yeah, Hangman. You have blackjack. You can gamble. Blackjack. Yeah, yeah. Oh, now rides in games. Yeah, <laughs> no, I don't bet. I don't bet. There's a bunch of he doesn't bet. A, a bunch of conversations that are going throughout the day. I think in the first day we added about 110, 100 uh, new people to the Discord. So we're excited to bring a bridge from Instagram and Twitter to me in one spot, and we're hoping that this can translate into game day chatter. Uh, that during the games you'll be actually able to uh, talk amongst one another in, in instant live reaction. Uh, obviously to a certain extent where we'll moderate it so that it doesn't get over the top, but it'll be a good way to have during the game conversations that could lead to post game uh, spaces after on Twitter that we can get a good, you know, from start of the, mm-hmm. from the start beginning of the day to the end of the day of just constant Florida Panthers chatter amongst hundreds of Florida Panthers fans. So I'm really excited that this has taken off and I'm really excited for you guys to be a part of it as well, because It'll be a good way for us to interact with all of the fans and all of the the community in another way that we can share images and different types of things. So, and bring some of that community over, David, that you've had from Instagram. Like, I want to I want to exactly. hear from everyone in the Discord chat, and maybe they'll sign up on Twitter, and then they can join us for Spaces because we always go live. Maybe a possible live stream. Yeah, and like I said, we could on we Twitch could do, to watch the game. We could do, like I said, on Discord, you could have voice chats, you could have different types of chats that you can interact with everybody. Uh, whether it be via vote, via, uh, I'm sorry, video, via voice or via text. So it'll be a good integration to get everyone and get a community that's 
that's one. And, and I've had a lot of people tell me I've been waiting years for a discord to be put together for the Border Panthers. So it was kind of an out of the blue. Let me try to get this together. Obviously, I had a discord already set up, so I have to clean it up a little bit to make it more oriented specifically for the Florida Panthers. Maybe change the name. Too. Yeah, no. Yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll, we'll get it organized for sure. But it's in the startup. And if you guys haven't joined it just yet, make sure to check out my Instagram uh, and my Twitter. Obviously, Kirby has shared it as well on his Twitter. Uh, still waiting for Ryan to share it on his. You know, he's been a busy man recuperating from New Jersey. I get it. But we'll have it shared for sure. So definitely something to look forward to. Obviously, a lot of talk is still to come in the next few weeks as the Panthers get back uh, to mode. We've been seeing a couple players here and there returning, whether they've stayed here. We've seen them training hard. Nick Cousins I've seen working out. Uh, I've seen uh, Balsers as well on several Instagram uh, videos. So, yeah, we're a few weeks away, but we're going to continue to get get up and get as much content as we can. But uh kirby ryan before we wrap up here anything else you guys want to mention today before we uh, wrap it up ryan i think i'm good i i can't wait for the you know actual stuff to happen that we can talk about on our team so yeah maybe maybe we'll flip the page and all flames fans or the huberto backers you know telling us things and uh We'll keep those receipts and see how this oh. season plays out and everything like that. <laughs> I'm go off on that. <laughs> yeah, and I mean we've been we've been trying to get in contact with several with several yes. Calgary sources. Kirby has, but yeah. a lot of them are on vacation or they're taking time off. You know, during this you know time in Canada where they're actually able to enjoy the weather, so they've been busy. So we completely understand and anything That's that fine. does come up and anyone that we, we gotta can think get... bigger we'll get kachuk soon with these numbers that we're popping <laughs> off on. yeah anyone that we could try to bring in we'll definitely try to bring in as as we can like i said we have bet, plenty of beat writers that we know and we talk to on a weekly basis but i'm sure they're enjoying their time off as much as they can uh you know away from the game so we'll definitely try to trickle them trickle them in as they as they start coming back so uh, Kirby of Ryan, if you guys are good, I, I want to thank you guys again for no, another fantastic episode where we broke down obviously something that impacted the Panthers fan base uh, heavily, uh, emotionally. And, uh, you know, it'll, it, like we've said in the last podcast, it's going to be something that will transcend the NHL and the Florida Panthers community for, for almost a decade. Um, so we'll be talking about this for many years to come. But I just want to thank you guys again for tuning into another successful episode. And uh, yeah, if anything pops up during the week, make sure to follow Kirby, Ryan, myself on Instagram, on Twitter, and our new Discord that we're hoping that can continue to grow and be a good bridge for you guys.